This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 167 of The Real Word. Word is up. And offers are up, Nicole. This is just a crazy, never seen before. Well, I guess you have in, in 2005, 2004 time frame, but really never seen before this kind of market. Crazy. We've got an article from CNN Business. 76 all cash offers on one home. All cash, 76. I don't think I've ever heard a story that extreme. The housing madness shows no signs of slowing. This particular home, which was in Washington, D.C., was listed for 275000 on a Thursday, which sounds like a really good deal. It was a fixer-upper. They had a Great deal. total of 88 <clears throat> offers. So apparently nobody in Washington, D.C., needs any financing because out of the 88 offers 76 of them were all cash i've just never well the other the 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 others were probably first-time home buyers and they were probably fha like the normal people that are buying 275 well once you heard there was 76 all cash offers you're like okay my fha loan just does not compete you're done i'm out you're out the offers just kept coming over and over i mean there were still people that wanted to make an offer weren't even able to to get in there and make their offer. There was fifteen, well, 15 yeah, yeah. Uh, sight unseen offers. Eighteen hundred square foot home. It was a four bedroom and it sold for get ready four hundred sixty thousand dollars, a seventy percent increase from the asking price. Just to be clear, like if you're a consumer listening to this, you know most agents that are listening right now know this is not the norm. This is. You know, this is an extreme case of what's happening. The norm, though, is that there are, if it's priced in the median price point or below, you know, this is probably below median price point in the Washington, D.C. area, that there is going to be high levels of competition. There's going to be multiple bidders on every single listing. Well, she did mention here that on most of her listings, she still is getting about 15, 15 offers per. Yeah, per I, sorry. You're highly distracted you, you, right now. I am well because you disappeared from my screen for a minute. I'm like a ghost. <laughs> you are. Yeah. You were taking in offers for a minute there. Yeah, because um, yeah, she even mentioned that she's getting close to 15 offers on on just a regular priced, regularly priced house for that area. Yeah, 15 Crazy. offers. Yeah, so this, this is yep. a huge jump, 70 percent above the asking price. They, I mean, they clearly. I mean, they wanted they wanted this many offers clearly because they priced well. It really that, well. So that that's also really I, again. I kind of want. I wish that she was on this podcast too because I kind of mm. like. Did she price it purposely that low? Was that strategy? Did she price it based on what she thought was the market price? I mean, you know, again, that that's sort of obviously what we're all up against at this point. Because if we're looking at comps from six months back, it's still it it's it's. It's such a crazy game we're all playing right now. I mean, I'd say this. If you're a buyer right now getting frustrated or you're a buyer's agent educating your buyers, you've got to preach some patience right now. You do not want to get 100%. caught up into the moment. And a lo- five years from now is a long time. A lot of things change. A lot of people will not even be with the same person they're dating or married to. Wow, we're going there, They won't huh? have the same That's job. That's what we're starting with? I'm just saying, like, a lot of things are going to change in five years that you don't believe yes have any chance of happening today and your many people's lives will be different five years from now. So if you overpay dramatically on a home, then you need to move in five years. That's going to be a mistake. You want to, I mean, there is, there is such thing as a market value right now. What's happening, even in these pricing bidding wars, there is still a market value. And then there's overpaying because you got emotional even beyond the current market value. And I worry for those buyers, the buyers that are going to overpay 
above the 2021 market value yes. and just create a new market for themselves. And then those people need to get out. Like you're going to have to forget 10 you're, years. You're going to, you're, you're going to be in my position where 15 years later, you still own the dump. And <laughs> again, we were, we were 23 years old, 24 years old. It was highly emotional purchase in 2005. The problem is though, too, we were stupid because we had a horrible agent and you know, it was, it's one thing wow. to overpay, but it's, Shout but it's another thing. Old agent. Well, she's not an agent any longer. Yeah, she got sense. out when the thing crashed because yeah. she was an idiot. So anyway, um, the biggest problem that we did though, which again, as buyer's agent, like you're saying, education, 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 you know, we overpaid on a house in a town that we didn't even really want. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's one thing if we had overpaid and we got, and then now we're stuck in the town that we want. Like we bought in a town that we didn't necessarily want, overpaid for it and then got stuck there. So I feel like, I agree with what you're saying that a lot of things can change in five years, but at least make the purchase where, okay, if this is where you have to stay longer than that five year period, or, right. or if, if this is your five year plan, don't buy it. But you know, if you, if you really are committing to staying there longer, um, and again, even if you're not like pick the right spot, don't like, that's, that's my only that's, advice there. But that's why I'm a bigger believer in location than anything. And for, for full disclosure, people, you know, wondering what the heck, Nick, you know what the heck's going on with Nicole's uh, property there? That, that's a, now a rental. That's an investment property for yes. Nicole. You've been renting yes. it out. Yes. You could sell yeah, it, in my opinion, today and recoup all of the money. You. you We're working on that. Easy now. I gotta get my. Me. Again, I gotta get my tenants out. Luckily, my tenants are paying, yeah. which is a great segue into our next racket. That but, is a great segue. Um, but we're not we're but not again, going we're not, there yet. We're not done there yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that is a great great teaser for racket number two. Great teaser, yes. Uh, yeah, I think anybody. But regardless, anybody, you're going to be in a serious world of hurt if you get emotional and you feel like I just need to move out of my apartment. Listen, this is the advice I'm giving to my own sister. My sister's looking for her, uh, you know, for her purchase right First now. First home. Yeah, it's um, right. Yeah, I guess it kind of is her first home. Yeah, her first home Perch, for her first, first purchase. purchase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That, that's correct. And uh, her and her fiance are, you know, getting frustrated and impatient to some degree. They, the home they just recently put an offer in had 21 offers. They're working with Lee from, from our team, who's yep. phenomenal. And there was 21 offers, you know, had to go over asking price, went over asking buy a good buy a good chunk right which is like mm -hmm. you know as a real estate professional it's a little painful to you know have your sister going that much high but interest rates are rising it's a good value you can't build right. it for what you're what you're paying for it type of thing so you know there's a lot of variables at play but at some point you have to say this is my number they didn't get it 100 percent. you have to do that where if you lose it you're okay yeah you lose it and you're okay the one thing that's hard to for buyers and buyer agents that are new in real estate right now hard to kind of wrap their mind around is tomorrow there's always new properties on the mls there's always going to be new listings tomorrow tomorrow's going to bring new inventory it's always the case and if you keep saying that to yourself tomorrow's a new day tomorrow's a new day there'll be another listing there's going to be another opportunity eventually the perfect one will fall into place there will not be this much competition forever so there will be less competition uh, there will be higher interest rates. Yes, agreed. Um, right. But with consistent increases in, in interest rates, prices will stabilize and start to go the other direction. There's going to be a period of time where that 
that is a lagging measure where prices are still high. I mean, right now I'm starting to feel like, oh boy, if I'm a buyer, like interest rates are high. The home values haven't reflected that yet and started to go down and there's no inventory. It's almost, I keep saying it, it's the perfect time in our particular market to be a seller. And it's a really dangerous time to be a buyer. For sure. Absolutely. Well, and I think, and luckily your sister has you and Lee to sort of be her advocate for that. Because again, I was talking to our local mortgage guy here and he says he can't even get over the amount of agents that are texting him or calling him at 9 p.m. on a Sunday because his folks have put in an offer and they now need a pre like a pre-approval. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, are you educating your buyers before you're even walking into these homes? Like, I haven't even pre-approved them yet. Right. Like, so, I mean, there's still so many crazy stories out there. Like, again, make sure you're hooking up with an agent that is really like setting up the groundwork for you so that when you do put in the offer, you may actually win it. And that you're not, again, going way above what you then like can afford. Because um, again, there's just, th this whole situation is crazy. And, and I feel like every state we're hearing, we're hearing the same story and the same frustrations. And even agents, like you, you're talking about emotions. I mean, a lot of agents are getting emotional over this too. Right. Um, which again, like your client is hiring you because like you're supposed to be non-emotional about it. So The agent's complaining that they didn't win an offer. I mean, listen, like in the situation with my sister, Lee spoke to that agent numerous times. I mean, this agent spent a ton of, I mean, we thought we were in the running because, I mean, I don't, I don't know why he spent so much time talking to Lee, really nice guy. Spent a lot of time <laughs> talking to Lee about, you know, the situation, what we could do to, you know, kind of really be, you know, ultimately the, the seller makes the decision, right? But, but 100%. to be in the best position and agents are like, getting really upset when really their upset. offer doesn't win and it makes absolutely like listen when you have 21 options it's almost you know it's like going and playing roulette like you know i think there's what 36 numbers on the on the roulette wheel like go try to hit your number on the roulette board consistently it doesn't work out that way Right. Well, and again, what these agents are not realizing too, and you said, well, hopefully they are real. Like it's 100% up to the seller. The seller doesn't, the seller can even tell the agent that they don't want the buyer to know that there's multiple offers. Like you are owed nothing from these agents if a seller does not want to disclose multiple offers. If they don't want to look yeah. at offers for 10 days, they're allowed to. And again, like there, I, I was on this one Facebook page and this woman was just so angry because day one, her clients came in with $50,000 over, no inspections, no mortgage contingency. There was a rent back in there where the owners could stay for 30 days. And she was so upset that the, that the agent got back to her and said, that they're, that they're giving all the offers uh, in the middle of the week and that he's not so certain that the sellers are going to be countering at all. And she was she was irate on this Facebook page. Like, how dare they? It's so disrespectful. You know, why midweek? Like, isn't it his fiduciary responsibility to give it to him? And like, why wouldn't he counter? And I, I, again, a lot of agents below were like, mm, he, like, if that's what the seller wants, like, that's what the seller gets. Like, but not to mention, if you know that there's 52 other sh showings happening, like, of course, of course the seller or the seller's agent is going to try to get as many offers as possible. That's your job. Uh-oh, you're pointing and looking. What? Oh, he muted himself. Oh you're God. muted. Why are you muted? He muted 
No, I did. I muted myself because there, there was such a racket going on over here. The, the uh, AC guys are here to fix the AC. So we've... Oh. Uh, hey, can I get 10 minutes, please? Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Mid-podcast, 10-minute request. Uh, no, Love listen. The, the moral of the story is you cannot get emotional. You can't let your no. emotions get the best of you because that is when you're going to make a huge mistake in this market. Yes. And uh, right. listen and have some really hang angry buyers. Like again, like you said at the very beginning, set the expectation. Sellers have no fiduciary responsibility to anybody, including their seller's agent. They are the owner of the home. It's their property. It's their money and do whatever the heck they want. Buyers, agents, buyers, listing agents. You've got to just deal with that. That's the reality. If you wanted the control, then you should have already owned the real estate. Racket number two. Racket number two. Man checks neighbor's real estate listing, so online, checking a listing, and spots his cat lounging on the bed. We know that neighbors always <laughs> like to snoop on their neighbor's, you know, real estate. Oh, did you see, you know, Sue and, and Bob's house just went on the market? Let's let's go over to the open house this weekend or let's check it out online. I've always won, you know, they've never had us over for apple pie. Let's go see what it looks like. This one was in the UK. A British cat's unfaithful ways are no longer a secret after it wound up in a uh, nearby homeowner's real estate photos. We've got to put the photo up here. Have to. I mean, who, who, well, you have to put, you have to put Mike's, he's like, that's our bloody cat. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a tweet. The neighbors just put a house up for sale. Couldn't resist checking it out on, uh, Zoopla, which I would guess guesses their Zillow. Never have you heard of Zoopla? I've never heard of Zoopla. No, I didn't know about that. It's actually more fun to say than Zillow, though. Yeah, Zoopla. Anyways, Zoopla. I don't know why the agent. You know, this might be a forced by owner situation. I don't know why the agent would put that photo. Well, oh. uh, that's. I mean, that that that's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. Because yeah. I agree. I mean, get the cat out of the get the cat out of the photo. I'm surprised the photographer, if if it was really a professional photo which it could be maybe i don't know but i agree with you <laughs> uh one woman shared a photo of her orange cat explaining that he has four homes he is currently currently asleep on on uh the sofa he's not my cat he's but he's there all the time <laughs> the neighbors yeah, yeah so <laughs> well i have to admit my neighbor used to babysit our dog but like not like we didn't pair anything like the dog would just like run over there and then like a few hours later we would always go back and be like okay like it's time for marley to come back home um i had a cat back anyway. in the day he would he would do this but i don't i think the homeowners used to let him inside but uh the neighbor well if he was inside then they would have had to let him inside no no, i think they would i would always see him on the front porch just like taking uh, a nap on their front porch and i know he would take a yeah. nap on their back porch the neighbor directly across the street from me i would i'd pull in I used to call him Gator, Gator Cat. Gator Cat. Well, they're doing? definitely giving that cat something if the cat keeps going back over there. I mean, if, if they're being mean and shooing it out, I mean, they're, they're giving that thing food or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or more comfortable <clears throat> And they mattress. also knew that you were the owner, so they probably felt bad for the cat. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. It's not about the cat. Uh, <laughs> there's no question homeowners are always interested into what their neighbor's property looks like. So if I'm an agent, and I'm doing an open house, I'm making sure, I'm making quite certain that I'm inviting all those neighbors for a preview, a half hour preview yes. of the open house so that, hey, you get an opportunity to snoop and I get an opportunity as the local expert to meet you and create a relationship. So that's, I mean, it's a tried well, and true 
tip. Absolutely. Right well, we talked about that on episode 166 about mailers and yeah. mailings and, you know, how to how to use that certainly as part of your open house strategy is to invite the neighbors. Absolutely. Go check out last episode if you want 10 tips on how to get listings in this market. We run through them all. All right. Marketeer of the week. This one's from CNBC. We didn't do any Inman this week. I think that might be Sorry, the first Inman. time ever. We apologize. Ever. Well, I don't want to say that. We can't say that ever in oh. 167 episodes. It's a I'm rare occasion. It's, it's a rare it's occasion. It's very rare. All right. CNBC says some landlords sell properties as CDC extends eviction ban. They just did that in the last couple of days because it was due to expire March 31st. They extended the eviction ban all the way to June 30th. So you can't smaller landlords. You cannot evict uh, anybody yet yeah, till the end of June right now. So this is putting a squeeze on those smaller landlords who are unable to do it directly access COVID rental relief funds and some are starting to sell properties to recoup the losses you're probably wondering how the heck is this the marketeer of the week agents you got to use this as an opportunity to educate the landlords in your market on what their property value is hey they just extended again till the end of june you don't know if they're going to extend again or not here's what we do know your property is worth significantly more than what you paid for it and here's the number you can get. If you want to turn this into somebody else's headache, put it on the market today. I guarantee you, I mean, I guess you can't guarantee, but I guarantee a uh, pretty close 99% chance that I'm going to be able to sell your property for all the money. I mean, look, if there's 78 all cash offers in that neighborhood in Washington, D.C. And 15 DC, of them are sight unseen. Yeah, sight unseen. Some of these are investors. You don't even have to worry about the tenant. You don't even have to worry about the tenant. Some of these people are just looking to spend some cash somewhere and they're willing right. to sit on your problem. So if you're you know, really stressed out about it and, and if you're a landlord that needs that monthly income, go ahead, take all the equity if you're done being a landlord. It's a huge opportunity for agents to go find, you know, this is number 11 from last week. Another yeah. opportunity to go find listings in this market. We have an agent on our team that's actually doing that. She was able to pull up a like sort of absentee homeowners, like second homes. You do that on Remind? Yeah, she's been she's been calling and, and it sounds like she's been securing a few listing appointments based on that. So yeah. it's working. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stories in here. It's been six months with these tenants and we've lost, uh, I think I'm out about $12,000 just in the rents. I mean, and listen, if something breaks, they still got to go fix it. You know, it's not like, it's you know, if a landlord's not being paid the rent and the heat goes out, they can't just say, hey, you know what? Sorry. They still got to go fix right. the heat. Right. So yep. a, a census survey uh, this month found 15% of renter households or 6.7 million said they were behind on their rent. 15%, 6.7 million behind on the rent. Additionally, nearly 27% or 11.8 million households have slight or no confidence in their ability to pay next month's rent. Next Some month's estimates rent. are um, that close are, are close to 60 billion in back rents and fees are owed uh, and fees that are owed since the pandemic began 60 billion. So billion. with this, you know, here's the thing with this eviction ban, you know, a lot of times people are thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to wait till I evict, then I'm going to sell the property empty so I can get the most money. This could continue to hold up inventory. Uh, I would I would talk to your local real estate expert if I'm a landlord and say, you know what, maybe I put with the with the tenant in place. There's somebody out there, you, you just never know, that's willing to take on that eviction later on down the road or work out a solution 
you know, there's plenty of creative people that will go to that tenant once they own the property and say, Hey, here's, you know, they're just going to factor into their purchase price, right? Here's $10,000. I want, I want, you know, you got to sign here. You got to move out. Yep. You, you get the money. Once, once I s- start seeing you move out, I'm going to give you the money and you're going to move on find yourself a new place so that I can actually control my real estate. Th- there's ways out of right. it. Right. Absolutely. Got to get creative. Well, yeah. I mean, like what, what's the worst case scenario? It doesn't sell and you're still in the same position. I mean, right. Right. That's right. Anyway. So. All right. That's it. We've got a really good guest for Real Word Confessionals. If you're not subscribed to the Real Word, make sure you do that right now. We've got a amazing guest, the number one agent in all of Hoboken, New Jersey. She has over 25% market share in that city. So you definitely want to tune into that. That's later this week. And we got Tom, Tom Ferry next week. I oh, mean, did, hello. I think, have we disclosed that already? I think so. Yeah, we said Tom we, Ferry was coming up. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Make sure Next you subscribe week. so you get those notifications. TF is coming he's here up. To, he's here to celebrate the big B day with me. That'll be the day after your birthday. So. It's a, it's a big week. It's a big week next week. I feel like you could be maybe a little hungover. Uh, never. No. Never. No, never. Never. Make never. sure you, maybe, I'll have to get you an IV that morning. Never, never, <laughs> never happen. It never happens. Never. It never happens. All right. That's it. Keep it real, guys. We'll see you next week.